Sarah Trott, and welcome to the fourth trimester podcast. I'm a new mama, and this podcast is all about postpartum care for the first few months following birth, the time period also known as the fourth trimester. My postpartum doula, Esther Gallagher, is my co-host. She's a mother, grandmother, perinatal educator, birth and postpartum care provider. Fourth trimester care, our topic, is about the practical, emotional, and social support parents and baby require. And importantly, it helps set the tone for the continuing journey of parenting. Hi, this is Sarah Trott, and welcome back to the Fourth Trimester Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Esther Gallagher, and a special guest today. Her name is Kimberly Seals Allers, and she's a second-time guest, and we're so honored and thrilled to have her back with us today. I'm going to introduce her in a moment, and before I do, I wanted to remind our listeners that we have a website, which is fourthtrimesterpodcast.com. Please go and check it out and subscribe to our newsletter and support us on Patreon. Become a patron to help support the work that we're doing on the program. So Kimberly Seals-Allers is such an amazing guest for our program. She is a femtech founder. She's a writer, a speaker. She's been a maternal and infant health strategist with a bold vision to transform the experience of motherhood for all. Kimberly um, has written five books. She has her own podcast called Birthright, which is fantastic. I was listening to it just this morning, and I really loved it, especially there's even a a short 12-minute episode all about the concept of birthright. Uh, She co-founded Maternal Breastfeeding Week, which is the last week of August every year. She's in a film uh, documentary called The Big Idea, and in that film and that documentary, she's talking about the combination of community and technology to help empower women in their experience of birth and motherhood. And it's tied to a really cool app, and we'll hear more about that. Kimberly is also a mom, and her own experience has helped inspire her work and her journey professionally. And uh, the last time we had you on the show, Kim, you were on episode 23. So anyone who's listening, go listen to that episode after this one, episode 23, where she talks about a book that she wrote called The Big Letdown, which is, we call it Kimberly Seals Allers wrote the book on breastfeeding, so that's what it's all about. And it's such a good episode as well. And you're back today to talk with us a little bit about what you've been up to and shifting narratives and empowering women. And we're just so thrilled and honored to have you back. Welcome, Kim. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And Esther, my co-host, I wanted to turn it over to you for a moment as well. Thanks, Sarah. Kim, it's just a dream to get to have you back on the show. And I don't have a lot of preamble, but I'm remembering the critique of the capitalist entanglement that motherhood has in the U.S. in terms of what we are allowed to experience vis-a-vis, well, at the time that The talk was about breastfeeding per se, but mothering in the broader strokes. And I think it would be wonderful to have you get us up to date on your community work and how that all got integrated and how the medical review app is how I think of the app for reviewing hospital practice in your area has been working, what it's all about, and how it's maybe, I'm not sure the word, scalable for other communities. Yeah, it's so exciting to be back and to be in conversation with you both. You know, I think 
one of the things that I realized from my own mothering journey and my own pregnancy and childbirth experience is that people are not being treated the same way, even at the same place, right? And that many of us, you know, do the research as we do around pregnancy and motherhood. Um, We are looking for a place to have a safe and empowered experience. We're looking for a place that's going to make us feel good or has the things that we like, or, you know, we know that they support breastfeeding and body feeding, whatever it is for you. But I think we're not having the conversation to say that actually, regardless of all that research, you may not receive the same treatment as someone else. And many times those disparate experiences fall along lines of race, ethnicity, in our country, insurance type, sometimes even language proficiency. So unfortunately, bias is an inherent part of the American birth experience. And so my most recent contribution to this movement is around making bias-free birth a reality for all, right? And so what does it mean for us to have a pregnancy and childbirth experience that's without bias? And so I created this app. It's called Earth, which is like the word birth, but we dropped the B for bias. So it's I-R-T-H, really as a tool and a platform for us to be able to share publicly where we're getting good care and where we are not. Um, given what we know about maternal health outcomes in our country, given what we know that Black women are 243% more likely to die during pregnancy and childbirth, given what we know that these statistics persist regardless of education, income. In fact, in this country, a college-educated Black woman is at a greater risk than a high school graduate white woman, right? Um, And so given what we know, we at this time center black and brown birthing people as the primary targets and demographic for our platform. So Earth is a tool for black and brown women and birthing people to leave reviews of their OBGYNs, birthing hospitals, and pediatricians. We are all about capturing that whole perineal spectrum. Folks come in, they can leave a review about their prenatal experience. They can come back. We have a separate review track for births where we ask also questions about doctors, nurses, and lactation consultants because breastfeeding is always everything for me. Uh, And then we have another review track for a postpartum visit for mama or parent. And then we have another review track for pediatric visits up to baby's first birthday. Because unfortunately, what's happening to Black mothers is also happening to Black infants in terms of their disproportionate um, rates of mortality and morbidity. So, you know, I had this big idea that we could crowdsource our experiences and use our stories. And what I'm most excited about is the back end, that on the back end, we turn these reviews into data to work directly with hospitals, payers, providers. What does it mean to give someone, a Black birthing person in particular, a five-star experience? And that is what we seek to define, what makes that experience, and then hold hospitals accountable to that. Right. So we're all about systems change. We're all about holding health systems accountable and providers accountable for the care that they deliver and that it should be bias free. And so we're excited about the momentum and the growth. I love that you're involving the community directly. And in particular, it sort of speaks to the topic that we've touched on a a number of times, which is as a parent, developing self-trust and also developing confidence in your own voice that your voice matters and you matter. And it really comes down to advocating for yourself. And what I love about what you're doing is that you're using technology to aggregate those voices and 
turn them into information that can then be translated into real change. I am so impressed with that. Um, and I'm so excited about the work you're doing. Thank you. And I think it's been really interesting because you talk about advocacy and one of my early learnings, even from our data in the Earth app, mm -hmm. is that for us to understand that at times having a voice is a privilege. What we're seeing in our Earth app reviews far too often is that when black and brown people, particularly black women, speak up for themselves, they are often penalized for that. And mm -hmm. so I'm always learning and cautious and understanding because what we're about is centering that lived experience. And the lived experience of advocacy, unfortunately, means that some people may be penalized for speaking up. And this has been a really tough lesson. And this is why our work is very much focused on systems, right? Because mm -hmm. we need to push for systems change and not continue to expect birthing people to carry the burden for the success of their own birthing journey, right? Like we, 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 we know we need to do our part, but someone's got to hold accountable the people who are literally being paid to yeah. <laughs> literally to get us through this journey. So always trying to balance that and, you know, really appreciating all the learnings that are coming from um, what we're seeing on the back end of earth and the ways that our community is sharing their experiences. But I think that's an important thing that, you know, sometimes people are speaking up and because of it, they are punished. And that is a very scary reality um, that we see far too often in the platform. Yeah, that is really scary. Mm -hmm. I struggle with that and that like, what do, what's the practical takeaway for listeners who are pregnant or hoping to get pregnant and about to go through this experience themselves? Yeah. I mean, I think that, and we actually have a downloadable ebook on our website, earthapp.com mm -hmm. because what we found, you know, when the, the actual strategies that are effective is knowing the medical language of I need you to notate my chart to say that I requested mm. this and was refused to know before you go in who exactly is the president of the hospital and to know that email address, to know that phone number and to begin to, as the young people would say, drop names, right? So mm -hmm. it's about accessing power. It isn't about accessing information um, because you're, you as a person in a black body holding information can be viewed as a threat. It's a problem. It's deeply concerning, but I want to be very candid about what our data shows us. Um, so yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it's about those things. And I think going back to also understand the value of doulas, because sometimes when that advocacy is happening away from you, it can at times be more helpful, although we know that doulas are also often facing oppressive environments and are you know, not respected in all hospital situations as well. Um, so that's, but that's another piece that can be a tool. And then, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Okay. We'll make sure to reference your ebook on the article that we have online with this episode. So thank you. Mm -hmm. On the one hand, it occurs to me that people are coming forward to share their experience for for who comes behind them right like they're they're going to have very likely a crap experience but because they can anonymously share this and it can go into a, a you know a data stream that can be delivered back to the hospital um and also i hope leveraged 
in a more public setting that says, here's what your hospital says they're going to provide you. Here's what people actually experience, right? Because we've talked about the whole PR, right? In terms of the breastfeeding and formulas just as good for your baby and blah, blah, blah. Um, (laughs) And now these disparities are coming to the forefront and hospitals really want to maintain a kind of power that comes from propaganda about what they're doing, right? You don't have to look far to see it, right? And unfortunately, I think it gets promulgated by the few people who have a good experience, right? And so I'm curious if you would be willing to talk just a little bit more about how you have leveraged that community involvement around this. I love the idea that I have this little idea in my head that you're going and walk, knocking on doors in your, <laughs> in your community and saying, here's the app. <laughs> But I'm sure it's more very vets. It's it's pretty close. It's pretty close to it. It's pretty close to it. Um, so you know, I think. Let me back up and say that <clears throat> we're building a platform that's full of patient experience data, right? And you know, hospitals ask questions all the time. The problem is, black and brown people are not responding to hospital administered surveys because of the earned distrust. And I do emphasize that it is earned, right? And so. Our strength is that we are a nonprofit, we're community-led, we are a Black woman-led nonprofit with a people of color team. Um, and so our trust is is really what we have. And so we, I, I take that very seriously, that our community trusts us. I spent a lot of time before there was one line of code to literally learn how to build products that are safe for Black people, to learn like what my community actually needed, to figure out what were the types of questions and the way that we could answer them, ask them, and then have them answered. These were all things that I did before any lines of code were were ever written. I was grant funded for 18 months of work. And so I say that to say one of the things that we learned was that our community needed some handholding, right? I think that Black people expect bad things to happen to them, right? And this is actually shown in patient and, and data between the difference between patient satisfaction and patient experience, right? Like we have a lower expectation than most people because we just expect that bad things to happen. And I think in a general way in society, white women are socialized to believe that everything that happens to you matters and you should always be sharing. And we're just like, mm, that bad thing happened. I expected something bad to happen. I'm moving on with life, right? It's not so big of a deal. And so our community requires a little bit more uh, support for them to know that what happened to them does matter. It is not as easy of a message in my community. And so one of the things that I'm really incredibly proud about is that when we go into a city, we activate birth workers. They are our first, often our first line of defense, as we would call it. We have a Earth Ambassador program that I'm really proud of. We piloted here in New York City with the New York State Health Foundation. And one thing that I was learning in my engagement and working with doulas, love doulas, not a doula. We don't train doulas. Everyone asks that. Um, I'm also not a lactation consultant, which people think that I am, but I'm not. But that doulas themselves, particularly those working in black and brown communities, were under a lot of stress. When I listen to the stories that some of the doulas in my own city are dealing with, I don't know how they do it. Mm. I don't know how they show up again. It is traumatic, traumatic, and not just what they're seeing, but also their own treatment. So 
when I had a vision for how we could give our community support, how we could activate these folks that I love, that I know are trusted members of the community and have a passion for our mission, we created the Earth Ambassador Program. And the Earth Ambassador Program is a paid program where we invite birth workers in. They get us a monthly stipend that's a supplement to their income. They have access to a therapist. The therapist was the first thing that I gave to our pilot group. Um, they have access to a therapist who holds group and individual sessions for them. We create a curated speaker series that brings in folks who are there for their personal development, professional development. We've had speakers come and talk to them about marketing because they are running their own businesses, many of them, how you need to learn about finances. We had an amazing presentation called Black Women Do VBAC that we paid to have done for them. I mean, just pouring into them, we create opportunities for community. We give them networking. Our group chat is on fire, but they needed community and support. And so one of the things that I realized was that we were contributing to the sustainability of the Peñota workforce. And that is exactly how we get it funded, right? It is, they, these are all grant funded programs where we are actively trying to give back to doulas and other birth workers. And in return, our earth ambassadors, they're at every community baby shower. They're the ones in their community talking to churches. They're talking to the local sororities. They're at the WIC office. They're at in front of the Walmarts. All the community engagement work, they really lead for us, right? They are on social media. Um, and so this is part of what we do. We now have paid earth ambassador cohorts in eight cities. And we have a national cohort of a little bit over 100 doulas who don't live in cities where we are grant funded to pay them, but they said, we love the mission, we'll take advantage of all the virtual offerings and the speakers and the other things that we do, count us in, and they still get their gifts. We also reach out to brands to send our birth workers nice things, our earth ambassadors nice things on a regular basis. So they get all that but they're not yet in a funded city. And then when we do get funding for their city, as we just got for Atlanta, we invite any earth ambassadors in that cohort to become first, they have first dibs at being part of a paid cohort. And so this is the key pillar of our community engagement is around, and I say all the time, taking care of those who are taking care of black and brown birthing people. This is what we do as a brand and for me as a company, as an entity. And so that has been, a pretty big part of our community engagement strategy. We are a nonprofit, so we don't have the marketing budgets that people may come that often come with apps. We don't have any of that, um, and so. But I also love this approach because it's very community forward and very much aligned with who we are as a platform and who I am as a person leading this kind of effort. And so that has been a big part of it. And then our national community engagement manager, you know, she does a lot of additional stuff. We have some, each city has their own community engagement coordinator, but our ground game is real. And so we are almost knocking on doors. And if we don't see you at the community baby shower, we don't see you at the church, we don't see you in front of Walmart, we don't see you at the breastfeeding group, we don't see you at the prenatal classes, we may have to come knock on your door and I'm, I'm here for it. That's just amazing. Of course, it just makes sense. You know, one of the things that's been really important to us around sustainability is that we know that our data has value. Mm -hmm. And right now, all of our hospital pilots well, up until three months ago, have been, you know, 90% grant funded. But at this point, we ask hospitals to share in the cost, right? Because we have valuable data. We are uh, helping them through a strategic plan. I mean, basically, so right now, when we go into, you know, our goal is really systems change. 
Earth is a social impact tool. And yes, it's dual market. Our front end is all for the community, but our back end is producing robust data. We are building the first national repository of experiences of care of black and brown birthing people in maternity and infant care, and it doesn't exist, right? So I am clear as a business person that our data has value. Um, and hospitals simply don't have this information. As I mentioned, black and brown folks are not responding to hospital administered surveys, whether it's press gainies or H caps or whatever new caps they're making. When it comes from the hospital, there's always going to be distrust. That's the, that's where we are right now. And what I say to hospital systems is like in any relationship where trust has been broken, Somebody needs to be transparent, okay? And I'll let all those in relationship think about that for a minute, but it's true. And so similarly, we offer the transparency of our reviews really as a benefit to hospitals, although they don't see it that way. We can talk about that as a benefit to the hospital for them to repair the trust that they that is broken with communities of color. That is really our offer to them. And we're giving them data that we know they don't have. As a nonprofit, many hospitals patient experience folks have opened up their dashboard, share screens with their press gainy. Many times we have had more reviews than they have in their own press gainy platform from black people and brown folks, right? They're simply not getting it and certainly not in proportion to the percentage of their birthing populations, right? So mm-hmm. if you're in New York City where, you know, I don't know how much of population we are, but I know it's pretty significant and you only have 1% of response rate from Black people, not representative of the percentage of your birthing population or the community that you serve, there's a problem, right? So we can feel a real need. Um, And now as we, in our process, we do in-depth review collection. We analyze those reviews. We help the hospital create a actionable strategy. We come up with short-term, medium-term, long-term goals. We move into an implementation period, but then after a certain amount of time where we've determined that there are some short-term goals that we can do, we are going to go into evaluation. And that means we go back into the community, we activate our Earth Ambassadors, we do an additional review collection. This one is typically a smaller sample size as a test of change to see whether these reviews have improved. Now, the beauty of this part, which is my favorite part, Mm -hmm. is because as you can imagine, hospitals would love, 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 love to tell us they're going to do something and not do it, which is fine, right? We understand the nature of the beast that we want to improve. But what happens is they know that at a set period of time, like I will say to them, how long will it take you to do this? Six months, I'm gonna give you eight. But at eight months, we're going back in the community. And now you have an opportunity. You can have a fresh batch of improved reviews, or you can have a fresh batch of crappy reviews. That choice is yours, right? And so they are incentivized to do the work that they said they were going to do because the transparency, the public perception, and their reputation hinges on it, right? Now we know who I am. So before I arrived, there was a whole press release about Earth being there, that what we're doing, all of that has been made public because it's the transparency of the whole process that helps people move along. And then once they can get through that and we do additional steps, whatever, you know, we want them to be able to achieve some sort of recognition. So for me and my vision about Earth, it is our good housekeeping slow of approval for black and brown birthing people, right? Our community is going to be looking for hospitals that are earth approved, providers that are earth approved, right? This is important and we're building that movement within our community. And so we want hospitals to say, you know, I say to them, I want you to be the first earth approved hospital in your city because of all the regulatory folks that you have to respond to and answer to, 
If the community doesn't say that they feel seen, heard, and respected in your facility, then you haven't done your job. You have not fully done your job. And so we give an opportunity to be proud that they've done the hard work of listening to the community, responding, taking action steps, being held accountable to those action steps, and then moving themselves forward. Earth Approved has layers because many of them are just going to be at, you know, silver. It might be bronze. I feel like they should be copper or wood, but my team says no. <laughs> um, but, you know, thinking about how do we, you know, I'm here for carrots and sticks and we do want hospitals to be engaged in a carrot. We have to start a race to the top. If I could tell you how many hospitals mm. will say to me, well, we haven't had a maternal death in two years, three years or whatever, as if not killing us is the goal. Just because ah. you didn't kill us or nearly kill us doesn't mean we had a good experience. And you certainly don't get a reward for not killing us. We came in there to bring life into the world. We're not even sick. <laughs> not even sick. The bar needs to be so high. Exactly. So high. And I love exactly. that you're creating accountability and the opportunity for hospitals to turn it around and, and provide some evidence that, hey, we've done our good work. And what a way to create trust and partnership with that transparency in your approach. And despite not having the big marketing budget, I would hope that with your community-based approach that you start to benefit from the network effects, meaning the more people that use it, the more data you have, and the more valuable it becomes. And because it's more valuable, more people will use it. And it's a virtuous cycle that supports, yeah, your front end and your community, but also the hospital community, all of the perinatal professionals that are out there. People need to be listening to the lived experience. We cannot focus on clinical outcomes only. Again, just because we didn't die or nearly die doesn't mean we had a good experience. And we're ignoring a whole spectrum of harm as if it doesn't matter if we survived. This is a very low bar, as we said. And we also know that these experiences impact postpartum mental health. So much of what we're seeing happening and, and you know, for, for a great number of people, postpartum has been related to their own trauma. My own trauma postpartum was certainly around blaming myself for the experience that I had, you know, when I thought I did all the research and trying to figure out, like, what could I have done differently? And it really just really scars the early days of your mothering journey when it has to be truncated with trauma that's unnecessary mm. and preventable, you know, and not fair. <laughs> Kimberly, I'm, I, I want to say how thrilled I am that you're centering experience, that this is the key moment that we're focusing on, which is something that even if complicated, could have been held mm. and supported in a kind and loving and appropriate, both culturally and emotionally way, isn't. And the word you're not using that I'm going to insert here is abuse because to do, to not do that, to not be kind, to not hold with understanding, compassion, uh, care, respect is abusive. I agree with you a hundred percent. And I think one of the things, and people ask this all the time, you know, but I think one of the things that we see in our earth data is like, people can make the distinction between what happened and how it happened, right? And Earth is here to capture how it happened. When I look at the number of NICU reviews, and we can all agree that no one wants to be in the NICU, but so many positive reviews where people have said, the nurses answered my questions, they were kind to me, they supported my breastfeeding. You know, like everyone can accept that 
perhaps you wanted a vaginal delivery and it didn't happen. But how that happens is the difference between, you know, walking out feeling good about yourself and having trauma that who knows how it can be addressed. And so we really try to make that distinction that to your point, people can understand that they ended up having a C-section or their baby was in the NICU. It happened to my baby. But how that happens is really the part that causes so much harm and trauma that needs to be addressed. Um, and then thinking about those practice behaviors that we know disproportionately lead to harm beyond just, um, you know, people not being kind and, and, and the abuse, right? And for many, unfortunately, for far too many Black birthing people, that abuse, that type of abusive behavior or the behavior practices that I would put under the umbrella of abuse can become very harmful, that they could lead to even more severe outcomes and to death. Um, and that's another thing that we're looking at, right? Because right now in our national database, the number one negative experience being reported on earth is my request for help were ignored or refused. That's number one. Number two is my pain levels were dismissed. Number three is I was scolded, yelled at, or threatened. Number four is uh, my physical privacy was violated. And number five is I experienced assumptions based on racial stereotypes. And I want to hone in on one and two briefly because in pretty much every Black maternal death story that you've read, somebody was asking for help and they were being ignored and somebody was in pain and it was being dismissed. And so we really want Earth to be an early warning detection tool, right? When we see these things in high frequency, it's a red flag. And those are the hospitals that we reach out to on a regular basis because we know the behaviors that have disproportionately led to harm. There are some that are abusive and then there are some that we know in high frequency have led to death. Scolded, yelled at, or threatened. Too many people in the app reporting that they're having CPS called on them for decisions they're allowed to make. We've seen reviews where people are refusing formula because they want to breastfeed and someone's threatening them with the authorities. This actual penalty of black motherhood, right? Who has the privilege to make decisions about their baby and their body, which they are allowed to make, which they are allowed to make? Because I don't want infant formula, I'm a bad mother in your opinion, who gets the privilege to make those decisions? And so we see way too much of this being reported. We see a lot of Black families who feel like the first question someone asks them when they walk in is, are you on WIC? Not that there's anything wrong with that, but why is that the first question when you see my Black skin, right? Assumptions based on racial stereotypes. You know, in our birthing track, we break down questions, specific questions around doctors, nurses, lactation consultants. And I will say this. We know providers take a lot of heat, but our nursing reviews and our nursing feedback is very, very telling. And we see a very high correlation between folks having a, a negative experience with nurses correlating to their overall negative experience at a higher rate than doctors, right? So uh, for with a doctor, people may still have a negative experience, but still come out overall with a decent experience. But that nursing piece has a much higher correlation mm -hmm. to an overall bad experience because as we can now imagine, nurses spend a lot more time with folks. And these nursing reviews, I was presenting at a nursing conference and it was the first time that I asked our data team to pull out just our nursing feedback. And when I wanna tell you the, how angry I was at reading and I got on that stage at this neonatal nurses conference. And I said, if I see one more review where someone says a black man was called Mr. Baby Daddy, I promise you, I will explode. And you don't like to see Kimberly Seals Isles in explosion mode. Yeah. I'm just gonna let you know that right now.
<laughs> so the the level of disrespect and disregard and remembering we accept reviews not just from the birthing person mm-hmm. we accept reviews from fathers we accept reviews from doulas so this is a myriad of perspectives and so this level of disrespect and abuse is is happening far too often and just because it doesn't lead to death doesn't mean that it doesn't need be addressed because likely it will lead to something more catastrophic very soon And I'll just mention, we're hearing about it today. It's nothing new. This is a long history in U.S. obstetrics. Not only has it always been terribly sexist, right? Women are not, were not afforded even an inkling of informed consent in my mother's day. It's something they say they're giving you now. And I often am in a situation where I'm, I'm questioning whether that's actually what's happening with my clients is informed consent, but the deep, deep vein of racism in all things, and in particularly in hospital and and healthcare in general. So to have a moment in our history where somebody has come up with something so brilliant, so necessary, and so effective is, I mean, you deserve the Nobel Prize, my dear. And if they don't give it to you, they're going to hear from me. <laughs> well, I'm assuming they're going to hear from you. And it's not, I mean, it, it really is, it really is simple. I appreciate that. Um, and we can't win unless our community mm-hmm. uses it, right? And every day, what keeps me up at night is will our community use it? So we are always asking for help because as you can imagine, it takes a lot for me to convince hospitals to listen to black people, right? And other people of color. And, you know, people like, oh, it's asked a lot of questions. I'm like, I get that. I get that. But if you understood what it takes for me to get a hospital to believe us and to actually care, you know, Earth, unfortunately, in my lifetime, will never be a three or four question tool because the number of data points that I need to actually get hospitals to pay attention means I got to ask 20 mm-hmm. questions, right? And I have to make sure that those questions can yield data and I have to do this and I have to do that. And, you know, I'm getting emotional because it makes me so upset because I know that if I presented half of the numbers that was pure white women having these negative experiences, they would be moving mm-hmm. quickly. But when it comes to black people, is always an excuse, always a dismissal, always a something else. And I can't, Earth can't win unless we have numbers. So this is why, one, our Earth ambassador is so important, but also like telling our story. Um, and I'm so grateful to you all for sharing your platform with us to, for me to talk about that we need the community. We need folks to leave Earth app reviews. And really my ask is understanding what I know now, not to say, oh, we told everyone about it, but to say, hey, I'm going to do it with you, right? To say, I'm going to sit with you and do this and we're going to, we're going to do it together or I'm going to have an earth app review party and we're going to get on zoom and like to do it with people to hold their hand through the process, to please hold their hand through the process. It is not easy. And, you know, particularly for those who may be recalling, you know, negative experience. And I say on the other side of that, sometimes people think, Oh, my experience was fine. And then they start answering our questions and they're like, wait, Mm -hmm. someone, 
did ignore my pain and someone, nobody, I did not see a lactation consultant in 24 hours and I did not do this and nobody told me about that. And now what they thought was, oh, not so bad as they're going through their process, they're realizing something different. So these different experiences require someone to be there. So my ask is for anyone who believes in what we're trying to do, that it's not just about, hey, have you heard about the Earth app? It needs to be, hey, can I sit with you and do your Earth Mm -hmm. app review? Because it is the numbers that will make us too big Mm -hmm. to ignore. And that is the only way we win. So here's a Mm -hmm. question. I'm hearing this and I would love the opportunity to sit down having been a doula for 32 years in San Francisco now and sit down with anybody who needs to walk through a review process. And, I, and I'm always curious at whether from your perspective, Kimberly, a white woman sitting down with a woman of color to support and guide would ever, ever be appropriate. Yeah. My initial response is it can be, right? You know, I mean, we know that Black people have white doulas and white providers and they have developed trust with them. And so I think in those circumstances where you know the person, and then I think in other circumstances, because we have a lot of, you know, volunteers and people who support our work who are not Black or Brown, and that's absolutely fine. And there are those who are comfortable with that and there are those who are not, right? And so if you're comfortable with it, then... I don't have a problem with it as long as that person is comfortable. And I know that the person who showed up, one, you know, gets what we're here for and has done their work. Um, and that would be the only reason why that we would allow them to participate. And that that's not a barrier for everyone. Right. Some people, that's not a barrier mm-hmm. at all, right? You know, and to them, it's like you're a doula. To them, that's an equalizer and they're okay with that. Or you're a midwife or whatever it could be. Or you, you live in my neighborhood. Like There are so many other things that can be connection points beyond race, right? And so I, I acknowledge and I appreciate you for asking the question. And I think that in different circumstances, it can be whatever. And, you know, there are places that we work where there are a lot of non-Black doulas serving Black and Brown communities. And we are grateful that they offer and share Earth as a tool for their Black and Brown clients and certainly would love for them to continue to do that. We work with our Earth ambassadors to show them literally how to embed Earth into their practice. So they literally start from the first prenatal visit, right? Like I'm like, okay, we're going to download this app. If you had, if you already had appointments, we're going to do that. You know, one of our doulas is always like, I'm on my way, get the app open. Cause it's time for us to do our third prenatal appointment review. Okay. When I come back for, after the birth, I'm, we're going to go through, I think you all, I forgot what you all call it, but you have a process for kind of going through the birth and they pull out the earth app and they do that alongside it. Right. And so embedding it, particularly for doulas, who are having these conversations and these points of interaction as well. It's been incredible. And yeah, you know, we want anyone involved with birth work, whether that's a doula as a lactation consultant, Mm -hmm. when you meet that, you know, when you're on that consult, you know, can you ask someone about what happened? I think sometimes in the breastfeeding space, we're decoupling these things, but I always let lactation consultants know that what's happening in birth is so impactful for those, for that infant feeding journey. Um, And so maybe learning a little bit about that and what were their in-hospital experience of lactation support, which we specifically ask about on earth, can bring them back to an opportunity to say, hey, there's an app you can download. Let me go through it with you to share your overall birthing experience, including 
what was your support around lactation at the hospital, right? So how can everyone who cares about this issue, again, not just say I told my clients about it, but my ask would be that they take the time to actually do it with them. Nice. Thanks for that. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm hearing just really loud and clear that this is something that can help us create accountability, but also raise the expectations, raise the bar on expectations for women and for families and for providers alike. And also a point throughout this whole conversation has just been about options and knowing what those are and education of optionality, creating potentially more opportunities for women to decide what their experiences could be and what they want them to look like. Like hospital is not the only option. There's birth centers, there's home births, there's a whole rainbow of, of opportunities for having a successful, safe birth and yes. a positive experience. To that point, two things I wanted to make sure that I say is that, you know, Earth is also a tool for education, particularly in certain cities Mm -hmm. where we have a good number of reviews. People come in and search, right? And we've met, you know, pregnant mamas um, who are like, hey, I was searching in Earth. I want to see what people did. And then I can say, oh, this person had a doula and they ended up having a four-star rating or whatever, you know? And so people use the search functionality to learn, Mm -hmm. right? So we invite people in when they're pregnant or, you know, even as a doula, like, hey, what are you thinking about delivering? Let's see if there's any reviews in here that we can learn from and at least get ourselves, you know, a little bit more prepared. So remember that Earth is also a tool for you to search and see what other folks are saying about their community. And then one of the things that's on our product roadmap I'm super excited about is prompts, right? So the way it will work (laughs) is that, you know, if you come in and let's say you're leaving a prenatal review and already you're saying some of our negative indicators, right? Which means you've you've not given it at least a three. Um, you may mention certain words that we look for, traumatized, disrespected. So at this point, the app is going to prompt you, right? Hey, we noticed that already you're having perhaps not the experience you deserve. Have you considered a doula? Have you considered is there a birth center in your area? Click this link to find out about where birth centers are. Click this link to find a doula. Have you considered at home birth. Check out this article about birthing at home and whether it's an option for you, right? You know, because we really, yeah, (laughs) I'm so excited about this. You know, again, a nonprofit, so our development process is a little bit, um, we can't always do all the things at one time, but I'm super excited about being able to help direct our users to experiences that may help them get what they deserve. And that's what we're all about. And so, you know, we've just been having exciting meetings about getting that functionality in play and then having the resources and content to support it so we can let people know where to go. So, yeah, but I think we need, to your point, to be able to show them another way because so many of us beyond race and ethnicity need another way. We all deserve another way, right? And, you know, one of the examples I gave in the big letdown, I was just talking about this where was I? I wasn't in the country, but you know, like Americans are obsessed with choice. And I was like, have you been down our spaghetti sauce aisle? Like we're obsessed <laughs> with variety and options and we want everything eight different ways. And you know, it's just ridiculous. Like we're obsessed with choice, but somehow when it comes to the thing that people with uteruses uniquely do, we got no yeah. choices and certainly not choices that are available to all accessible You don't have to drive out of state, Mm -hmm. you know, all the things. And so I think that as birthing people and women, 
we need to be clamoring for more choice here. We we don't need any more spaghetti sauces. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. We're, we're good with the sodas and the juice varieties and all other things. What we would like, please, are more options for birthing. Um, and so, you know, we're here for that. People do leave reviews about birth centers in Earth. It's not where we focus our attention, but you can. And so I'm always happy because those reviews are generally positive. And so people can see in my community, actually, the only positive review was at a birth center, you know, and people talk about midwives. And now we ask, did you have a doula? Um, and so, you know, I think that we also want Earth to be instructional. Um, it's it's an empowering tool. It's a tool yes. for community power, but it's also something, a way for us to learn and to educate. So I'm excited about us moving into that as well. Fantastic. Love it. I love it all. The empowerment steps here, we've talked about knowing your options, being educated. Earth is a great tool for that. Doing your research. Earth is also a great tool for that as well. So you've got your research going on and you've got suggestions upcoming. And then also just trusting oneself and knowing that your voice matters. And it, you know, there are strategies and tools to use around that. But also, even after the fact, leave a review. If you don't want to speak up in the moment, leave a review and your voice will matter and it will count towards something much bigger and have a huge impact. So I love that. Thank you. And Kimberly, you were, you're a little apologetic about, you know, we're a nonprofit, so we, you know, and these things are kind of in the future. The amount that you've accomplished in the time that you've been working on this to me is revolutionary. It is absolutely revolutionary. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And, you know, I think when we look at the urgency of the matter, you know, it never feels like it's enough. And I appreciate you reminding me that we have done a lot, you know, and it's it's, it's not going to all get fully solved. But I am proud of the progress that we're making. And I'm proud of the team that's growing. I'm proud of the support that we have. And we are doing it, you know, it's it's, it is happening. It is happening. And we just need a little bit more community support um, and to really figure out how we can make sure that our community feels supported to share. As Sarah said, every review gets read. We have a moderation panel. Every team member participates on it. All the reviews have to be read and approved before they're released into our searchable database. And so that means someone who works diligently on this all the time sees every review that comes through, including me. Right. I've got my slot on on review moderation as well. Um, And so, you know, we take every story seriously and we promise you that we will put it with others and push for change. That is my commitment and my promise to everyone. Fabulous. Thank you, Kimberly. You can subscribe to this podcast in order to hear more from us. Thank you for listening, everyone. And I hope you'll join us next time on the fourth trimester. The theme music on this podcast was created by Sean Trott. Hear more at soundcloud.com slash Sean Trott. Special thanks to my true loves, my husband, Ben, daughter, Penelope, and baby girl, Evelyn. Don't forget to share the fourth trimester podcast with any new and expecting parents. I'm Sarah Trott. Goodbye for now. Hello again, bicycle man I know you're doing all that you can I wrote the song, simple and true I wrote the song, I'll sing a song for you You got your wheels, 
got your gears You ride around town without any fear You got your pedals, you got your brakes You always wear your helmet for safety's sake Hello again, bicycle man I know you're doing all that you can I wrote the song, simple and true I wrote the song, I sing a song for you Hello again, bicycle man I know you're doing the best that you can I wrote the song, simple and true I wrote the song, I sing a song for you